podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you have? Stop doing I respect your opinions. Maybe in your opinion, Messi is better than me. But in my mind, I'm better than him. I do it again. Loyalty's dead. Live for the rewards. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of Rodri Giggs on football. And we are here to talk all things football for the next 45 minutes to an hour, as much as we can possibly fill in, fit in. There is loads to discuss. And I got a few controversial, well, I got a controversial subject. I got some other stuff I want to ask Rodri. It's going to be a busy one. Let's get into it. If you've got any questions, anything? Rodri's going to make as much noise as possible and then uh, <laughs> just, send, just send your questions. Let's have a good time. I'm joined as ever by ex Salford City, ex Bangor City, ex Aberystwyth Town, FC United. Mosley, don't forget Mosley. Mosley. Yeah, Mr. Rodri. Good, my friend. Too, so we can't forget that. Indeed, mate. You good? Yeah, sweet. Yeah, you do. I am, mate. I'm very good. I'm in a good mood, mate, today. You know, it's uh, West Ham won, won yesterday, which we'll get to. That was interesting. I've seen Gaz is in the chat, loving it. Still drunk. But there we go. He's had a good time. And, uh, of course, you know, got lots and lots to discuss. I've got a few. i got a in- really interesting uh, topic, which I want to put to you in just a second. But um, before we get to that, wanted to make a little mention. I had a, a message today. Um, from a big, big fan of yours, it seems to be a few of them, like big, like big fans of Roderick Giggs, and their their so their team is called uh, Natural Talent is over or Natural Talent is overrated is obviously a statement from your ad, as is well, loyalty's dead, live for the rewards, um, and they took that quote as inspiration for the name of their team on FIFA, which is called Natural Talent FC, and their stadium is called the Roderick Giggs Arena. And they've had it for like <laughs> four years. Got four years, mate. They've been uh, it's been going. And um, yeah, that's actually yeah, it's 2019. I did that January, so yeah, quite in February. So yeah, it's yeah, coming up to actually coming up to four four years, six months this month. So crazy, mate. So like, yeah, we I said I give get it, put it, bring it to your attention. A little shout out because they. Uh, 
They're yeah. big fans of you. Shout right? out. Probably, probably top of the league, no doubt. That's where I usually am. Um, yeah. Unless we're Super 6. But yeah. it's not We don't need to talk about that anymore. It's over. So you don't need, no. you don't need to go through the pain of it. No, no. Uh, you, you got, it's important, you into, two it's important, it's important to go through these painful bits in life. So that makes you stronger, a bit of character. And it makes you better. You know, that's how I look at it anyway. Um, yeah, that's good, that. Uh, like I said, I'm pretty sure they've been up there, top of the league and stadium. <laughs> the Rodri Giggs Arena. There we go. Brilliant. No, in fairness, mate, right? That advert is still the greatest advert ever made. Like, I don't care what anyone still says. Get, I still get messages about it today, still. Yeah, well, mate, I'll never forget, like, well, the first time, the first part, the first ever podcast we did together, and then um, when we were talking about that, and, and when you, well, I can't remember the statement you said, but it was something along the lines of, in your very dry way, uh, you just said something like, that was a step too far, and that just broke me. Just broke me, mate. Absolutely broke me. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Someone messaged me saying, step too far. Please, come on. Right, mate. Let's get talking about football because there is so much to discuss. We've had the FA Cup final. Um, we've had the Europa Conference final. Lots and lots to discuss. Um, obviously, Man City are going in for the old uh, treble on Saturday as well, which I'm sure you're absolutely itching and itching to talk about but i do what we'll 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 save that at the end because i would like to have a bit of a deep dive into it and maybe discuss how inter can be them because i think people are writing inter off a bit and i think that they've got more to offer than what people are making out but we'll uh, we'll get into that a bit later we're going to talk our premier league team of the season so i think we'll start with that mate because that's um like a pretty quick one we're just going to kind of give our personal Premier League teams of the season. So, you know, easy, easy, really. Like, we won't spend ages on it. Um, in your opinion, who's been the best goalkeeper in the Premier League this season? Um, yeah, Edison. Edison. I was I was thinking about Pope, but, so, yeah, no, Edison. Like Pope, Pope's just a big dope. He can't even kick it. Edison's... It's like a midfielder playing goal, and he can, and he's a top class goalkeeper. And do you know what, mate? Right? Do you know very quickly who really impressed me on the weekend was the goalkeeper, the sub goalkeeper for Man City. The way he was playing was insane. Um, the only keeper I think which has come close to Edison potentially is Aaron Ramsdale. My only, the only, thing, the only thing which holds it's me back is he made. Two or three high-profile errors when it really mattered. Not having that. He's had a good season, but um, yeah. I think Edison. Like, I don't see anyone really. Like, I don't think you can give it to like Allison, who's normally up there because he, you know, they're down. They struggled all season. The hey, he's had all those clean sheets, but he's also had a seven-nil, a six-nil. Aaron Ramsdale, stinker, four relegations and bottled the league. No, no. Okay, so we'll go with Edison, but I think that's I think we both agree with that. Um, right back for you, who was the best right back this year in the Premier League? So I think there's a few which kind of go into this because you've got to try and look at it from the whole season and try not to use like recency bias. Because I think if you're using recency bias, I think 
or certainly like the latter part of the season bias. I think Aaron Mabzak is up there because I think he's been excellent, but I don't think you can count him as the best in the league all season because he only really played sort of half a season. Um, for me, it's Kieran Trippier at, at Newcastle. I think he's been the best right back in the, in the league. Um, trying to think who else. Hands down, yeah. There's no, no, I no. I don't no think way. there's anyone who comes close, really, is there? No. I can't think of anyone. No. no. Like, so let's move on. Yeah. Left, no. back. Left back then, Luke Shaw. No, I think I'm going to go for the Brighton. I like him. Um, so I like, um, yeah, the guy from Brighton. Um, Austin, what's his name? Oh, you know what I'm like with names. But um, I like the Brighton centre back who's on loan from Chelsea, Colwell. Uh, no, no. Uh, Levi Colwell. Uh, oh, oh, that's it. Estupian at Brighton has done well. Uh, he actually played right back. Um, Estupian, though. So we like you can't put him in at left back. So who was the left back then? I'll have a look now. I'll have a look. Because it was the left back for Brighton. Uh, oh, no. It, oh, well, against Man City, he played on the left, Estupian. And he I played left back all season. That's all right, because Groves played on the right, didn't he? Yeah. So I think. So, um, come on, get your facts right, Ty. Come on. Ah, uh, yeah, I was reading the comments. See, I've only watched uh, Brighton twenty times, and he mm -hmm. played left back. I'm thinking, what? Well, so I see. I, I think there's better left backs. Go on then, name one. Luke Shaw's been a better left back in the Premier League this year. No, easily, no, easily, no, mate. No, 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 no. I am a Luke Shaw fan, as we all know. Um, I saw mine, and he's done re really well, but. Chilwell's had he's been injured a bit, he's played centre half a bit. So yeah. that's why I'm not. If he played left back all that left back all season, in my mind, Luke Shaw's had a fantastic season because of that versatility. Yeah, that's uh, the big who's the big boy who plays for New, uh, Newcastle. Um the, the local boy. Oh, oh Burns. Uh, yeah, but uh, so yeah, Burn, is it? Yeah, um, I think he's had an outstanding season. He's, he's, just, he's, yeah, he's done he's done very well. He just doesn't look like a left back, but he's yeah, done exactly. very well. Yeah, it just, um, looks, just looks weird out there. Chilwell's been shite for, I mean, Cancelo left, yeah. didn't he? Zinchenko yeah. had a really poor end to the season. City fullback, Aki played there after the season, then the other kids played there after the season. Kanji played there, didn't he? Yeah. So, so I think, for in terms of like consistency, I think it's between. Oh, what about the Villa left back? Uh, the French guy. Yeah. Come on. No. no, I think for consistency, I would if it was me, I would go with Byrne from Newcastle, Luke Shaw. Me. Oh, Aaron Craswell. I think in oh, the yeah, league, league. Got mine. Well, you were just waiting on yours. I know. I'm I, so you think I stupid on. Yeah. I would I think I would go oh see I I yeah, I think I'd go Dan Byrne, mate. I got to be honest, over a Stupion because, and there is a there is a slight reason for that because I got, for me, the the best two centre backs in the league. I think one of them is the Brighton centre back, um, and the other one. So I would go Levi Corwell and probably. I've not even seen him play when they when they played against us. It was Webster and Dunk. Yeah, I, he did. He did play quite a lot of games, but uh, all right. Um, who have you got in the centre back? Please don't say it's Saliba. Be very disappointed with that. 
Diaz. Ruben Diaz from Man City. It's a shout. Diaz um, and Dunk. Diaz and Dunk, eh? See, I would go... With Dunk for his aerial ability and his, 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 his passing on the ball. He's the most passed player, the, uh, the most... The player that's passed the most in the Premier League all season. He's got the most passes from a centre half. So I know some of these might be sideways, but still to, to beat the, these midfielders who have the ball all the time. It's um, you can see that he's getting involved now. You know, he's, he's got more than John Stones. So Yeah, and I think for instance, there's a couple who I think like I think Mar- Lissandro Martinez would be in my team. Yeah, I, 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 my initial thought was him, but then I think he's last. He's missed the last six, it's seven weeks. Yeah, so it'd be unfair that for. But you know, I'm sure Diaz has missed a bit. I'm sure. I don't think, uh, I don't, don't use you. These these English centre halves. These just, just play every week, don't they? Yeah, I mean, what about Fabian Shaw at Newcastle? Yeah, yeah. Oh, all good, all in good, good shouts, mate. But Diaz but and Dunk for me, nice and solid. Yeah, I would go very comfortable Diaz. on the ball, Eve, as well. Both of them, yeah. I think I'd go probably Diaz, and I don't know if I'd go Dunk. I, I quite like Svet and Botman as well. Um, I think Svet, I think Botman made a massive difference to Newcastle as well. So I think I would go Sven Botman and Diaz as my centre back pairing. Um, and and then if we we'll just call it four three or whatever. What do you want to do? Four two three one, is it? I know mine. It's four three three. But my, I've got a curveball in my midfield. Okay. Okay. Right. Give me your midfield then, and then I'll give you my midfield. Oh. Uh, um. Concedo. Rodri. Harry Kane. Uh, you're not having Harry Kane in midfield, mate. That's outrageous. Number 10. Can he not play that? Fucking, come on. Outrageous trying to squeeze these players in. I'm a squeezing in. He's number 10. Plus, he'll get yeah. you 30 goals a season. Cheers. Plus, the fucking <laughs> plus the Viking up front will get me 50 goals. So, come on. And then I've got my wingers. He'll score me 30 on the left. And on the right, I've not thought of him yet. So, there's so goals. There. Goals. There's like fucking... 120 goals in, in three players and name there. I would Rashford, go. Rashford, yeah, Rashford, no, Rashford on the left. Haaland. I've got to think of the right. So my midfield, I've got um, Odegaard and Rodri. And then my number 10 is is up for grabs at the moment. I so you're just good. upset because you know that's a good idea and you can't do it now. Because I've done it. No, I've got a couple. There's a couple of other things. My team would smash the fuck out of yours. Because of that Harry Kane. Just put him in there. Boom. I've got to say, I think Casemiro was very unlucky to miss out. Oh, fuck. I didn't think of him. Jesus. So I would actually go with my midfield three. I'm going to be Casemiro, Odegaard, and and Rodri. See, I haven't got Casado in that fuck. Yeah, see, because Casado has been excellent and he's either yes. Real Madrid bound or he's, he's going somewhere this summer, so he's going to a better place. Um, uh, could have yeah, Casemiro, but how can I pick him over Rodri? Rodri's won the league, won the FA Cup, yeah, Casemiro's not. So, uh, yes, Casemiro's probably had the better impact, but 
you can't mm. not have Rodri in there, can you? Yeah, yeah. I think Rodri. Rodri, Casado, Odegaard is my three. And then just in terms of the best, I think they're the best three midfielders in the league this year. And then I think Harlan. Then you, can't, you, you will leave it out. Bruno. Yeah. Bruno. That's it. There's been so many um, high performers. And like, you know, you could effectively have half the Man City team. For me, like Haaland's been the best striker, and then I'm having uh, oh, my got... team there. Harry Kane just feeding Haaland, boom, boom, yeah, you, boom. You had to cheat. Anything comes cheat. out the edge of the box, Harry Kane, smash, boom. Come on, um, and Come I'm on. having. And you know Harry Kane can spray them sixty ball passes as well. You know that, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then get in the yeah, box. Playing players out I'm not playing players out of position just to get him in He's my team. Midfielder, not a midfielder. players will play anywhere. Not yeah, of course not. But we're on about we're on about like the the best performers in the league this year in midfield attack and defense. He's an attacker, but whatever you want, stroke, you have to bend the rules. Stroke, stroke, it's fine. Stroke, ah, it's fine. He's played that role. No, I'm I'm, it's all right. I'm going to play Haaland because he's got no imagination. That's all. Watch Cardiff week in week out. No imagination. I've got Haaland up front. I've got Salah on the right. And then I'm going to. I nearly went for Grealish. Salah's had a stinker of a year. No, mate, you, he hasn't. He's just been, he's been in a shit Liverpool team. He's scored a shitload of goals. He's, oh, he's he makes Con doing all his running. That's what it is. Yeah, that's always been the case, hasn't it? Is but um, so I think Grealish deserves to be in the conversation. Um, just but then I'd go to well, Rashford scored thirty goals. Yeah, and I think I think I think I think Rashford has got to be in there, and then I'm leaving out Harry Kane. See, and that's where I've got a problem because. See, I don't leave Harry Kane out because if you if you put Harry Kane in, you're putting it around. Hole in a square peg where Harry Kane can play that number 10 role, he does it for his club. And you're saying, you know what I mean? Poor management, that no imagination. See, well, you know, some of us haven't got your managerial experience, have we? So, there we go, just a watcher, and I, um, so yeah, that would be mine. Salah, Harland, Rashford, everyone, a comment whose team would win. I know. I'll tell you one thing, mate. I'll tell you one thing, mate. Just to let Sai know. Harry Kane can come into my team if he grows a backbone and doesn't stay at Spurs this year. I don't care where he goes, but if he stays at Spurs next year, the man's got no ambition whatsoever. You're just hating on him now because he's in my team. (laughs) Yeah, just picking on him because he's on the opposing team. I'm just disappointed I couldn't get Casemiro in my team, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Just just get it back. I do like him. Um, but yeah, on the right, who would have put on the right? That's how it looked now. See, what you have? You had Haaland through the middle, Rashford. I would, have, but I would probably have Bakayo Saka. Yeah, that's a great shot, mate. They had a fantastic season. And it is difficult because you could, they'd like, De Bruyne is not in either of our teams. But this, I'm putting people in, in the position you play. Well, not really you you're playing high uh, game in midfield but we'll just yeah well he's not he's, he's a he's an attacking midfielder okay. slash striker because it, the mentality he's got okay. well, i'm gonna put harland at center back because he defended some corners 
then you'd lose 50 goals, pal. You'd be down the road, 345 for sacks. You know it. There's loads of players, and it? it's just you can't fit them all in, mate. Just at the end of the day. Um, you're just upset because you think, oh, shit, I am. I'm very upset. Yeah. Serves me right for not yeah. doing it beforehand. Um, FA Cup final, mate. It was a tough watch, wasn't it, for, for you and United fans? I thought they did. It wasn't, you know, because it was um, the second half was because, you know, but it wasn't because we played all right. We got back into it in the first, after the first half because that goal goes in, you go, oh, shit. But they got back into it. But just a better team won, mate. It's as simple as that. Yeah. You can hold your hands up. You know, it's the like hardest. No, they, the goal could the goals been been prevented? Yes. Yeah. Um, I think when you've played that well, the one frustrating thing is like, all right, the first goal. I think that's just one of them things. Got a bit caught a bit cold. First fifteen seconds, he's hit it. If he, you know, he's hit it. Yeah, but you're actually saying that, you mate. It's, it's a final. You can play the dart, mate. Everyone should be switched on from the first yeah, whistle. You can't be letting a ball bounce like that. I no. do get it. And, and being five yards away from your man. But no. that that second goal, mate, to me, is inexcusable. And I'll tell you one thing, mate, right? I think the criticism that De Gea got for it was so over the top. Should he have saved it? Probably. But I think he saw it so late. To me, the blame is on the players who didn't pick the play. Like, do you, you know he's got it in him because he's done it he only leave him on the edge of the box and the keeper's got and he can't he just can't see it he can't see it and then yeah he should have saved it but I don't think I think he'll be throwing his fucking cap on it Mm. yeah mate and they look of course course United need a a keeper who's more effective in the way they want to play of course they do everyone knows that but I think the way some people in the media and fans have turned on De Gea is outrageous. When for a long time, when you were really shit, he was keeping you. Yeah, they're not United fans. Mate. You, you, you get your information on Twitter. You, it's bad. It's poor. It's, dude, that's not it's just the fucking Twitter mom, Twitter idiots. Um, yeah, it's um, uh, <laughs> same, same word then. Yeah. I thought Ganasha would scored mind when he killed that one in the second half. Rashford had a chance where he could have he's got it at the target there. He looked injured, made Rashford, I thought. Yeah, Ericsson didn't look at, at it, was off. And Ganacho come on and, and, and much better than Sancho. So, so when you when you're playing them finals, mate, and you're up against it, you've got to take every chance. And United didn't take the chances they were given. So the better team won. Yeah, I agree. See, and I think it when- is. See the thirty years on the other side where we've not been played really well, but we win. That's yeah. what you do. You got better players and better team. Yeah, you only look. You look at the bench. Like United were depending on. It was pretty much Ganache or Ganache uh, or Bus, wasn't it? Because you had Bear Horse, the McTominay, and they're bringing on Foden and anyway. Mares yeah, yeah, it's, it's just Alvarez insanity. and exactly yeah. that. Mate. In, yeah. Absolute insanity. Um, I just thought the one mistake. That they ten Hag perhaps made was Christian Eriksen has struggled for the last month. He's looked knackered, so he was never going to have the legs to do the job he was asked to do. But I, I don't really think it would have made any. I difference. think they did that to fit to put Bruno there because Bruno can yeah. play right and and he'd be an extra midfield. But uh, yeah, it was he looked off it. Yeah, he did look off it. Top day, yeah. you know. Yeah, big And there. Uh, 
so that was that trebles on obviously regardless of the charges and things like that the trebles on we'll go back to that in a bit i want to talk a little bit about um west ham just before we do right liverpool paid 35 million for world cup winner McAllister from brighton okay now, in my opinion, McAllister, he's just won the World Cup this year. Oh, what's the story there? He's only got a year left or something. Uh, I know, I believe he had a bit longer than that. But um, I'll tell you exactly how long he had now. But he had, so basically, the, it, the fee could rise to 55, depending on, you know, different stuff. Yeah. Um, he scored 20 goals in 112 appearances. Obviously, uh, what helped Argentina win the World Cup was excellent in the World Cup as well. Has had an excellent season. Somehow, he's going for thirty-five million. Yet, Declan Rice is going for supposedly a hundred million. Chelsea wants seventy million for Mason Mount. Now, it just that it just doesn't add up to me. So I'll tell you something. Always right? been the same, mate. For English Declan players, Rice, I think, is an excellent footballer. But, but, and I think there's a caveat. It's very different playing for a team which sits back and plays a certain way like West Ham and David Moyes do to then go into play for an Arsenal or United. Let me finish. Right. In the final for England versus Italy, he was anonymous and wasn't very good last night. He was all right, but he got outplayed by the opposite, his opposite number. I forget his name begins with an A. But he got outplayed by his opposite number, who's going for like 20 million. Now, look, they won the cup and I'm happy for him. And I think, great. I just saying, if I'm paying a hundred million pounds for someone, I want Jude Bellingham or I want, fucking, I don't know, Harry Kane or it's like someone who is going to come into my side and turn me from nearly to title contenders. And I just don't think. That. So, say in United's case, right, as, as we understand it, they haven't got loads to spend. So, say they spunk the majority of their budget on Declan Rice. Yes, it's a They've good signing. Well, yeah, no, what I mean is, is, it's a good signing. And, you know, I'm sure he might, he'll fit in and he'll improve the squad. But if, it, if they just signed Declan Rice, they're not going to be anywhere near right. the next season. Right. You really think Manchester United are only going to sign? Declan no, no, Rice? I don't. I'm just using it as an example. So I'm, and the example being that, like, if you're going to spend a hundred million pounds on one player, it should make such a substantial difference to your team. And I just don't see that from him. But on the other hand, I'm not saying he's. I, I dis. I disagree. I think with, with better players, better manager, and a better team, then then he would be. He, he wouldn't have to. He wouldn't have to do as much that he does. It would take time to adjust, but um, yeah, I agree. It's not it's not worth that, but that's what it is. It's always been the same. Yeah. And when United bought Michael Michael Kyle, I think it was like eighteen million. It was like yeah. whoa, yeah. Like, and look, I know eighteen million was a lot of money, and yeah. it was like whoa. But it's always been the, all the same. Like Andy Carroll, thirty-five million at the time. Remember that to Liverpool? Yeah. It's like Great. what? I just, um, I just. If I'm like Arsenal or I'm United or whatever, and I'm li- listening to these prices, and then I'm watching, yeah, Pierce is 100 million pound, but 
Well, mate, if I if I'm spending between seventy and hundred million pounds on a central midfielder, if I'm Arsenal, United, whoever, and my choice is a Mason Mount, Casado, or Declan Rice, I am taking Casado all day long because he's well, proven he can um, play in a side well, that plays that type of football. He's proven he, wants... he can play in like several different positions. I just yeah. I don't. No, no, I, I, I agree, but. It's where the, it's the player wants to go, isn't it, as well? Yeah, yeah. Well, the player, the player, if you've got opportunities, you're not going to be just Man United on the table. There's going to be... No, no, no. And I mean, like Arsenal, players and... It's not like back in the day where, you know, if Manchester United come in for you, you're going to go for Manchester United unless mm. Real Madrid come in for you or Barcelona. Well, no, it won't be Barcelona, it'd be Real Madrid or United. That'd be it. If any other team's coming for you, then you, you're, going to, you're going to think about it. But, so, so by all accounts, Real Madrid want him. Uh, Arsenal wanting, uh, yeah, it's, it's one mate. It's mental. Like Steve, uh, sorry, Stu MC in the chat on YouTube says, What is the hype on Declan Rice? It used to be Dyer, then it was Maguire, and now it's this cumbersome orc. Um, look, I don't think he's a bad footballer, and I'm, and I'm not saying that he won't go on and be successful wherever he goes. I'm just saying there's no way he's worth 100 million. Like, oh, I agree, I agree. No uh, um, There's no way Declan Rice is. Uh, if, sorry, if the, if the manager, if the manager brings him in, then you know I trust the manager because he's not not put a step wrong at the minute for me. I where do you think Declan Rice would be best suited to go in? If you were his advisor, where would you advise him to go? Take your Man United ears off, unless you know, unless you think that that's the best move for him. Like, where do you think is the best move for so him? First of all, I'd chat to Mason Mount, say what you're doing. Mm. Um. Because it always helps you go to a club and you've got someone who you really know. I know they'll know some of the England lads, but you know they grew up together. So if they go more at the same time, you have that kind of kind of York and Cole effect. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so I play him next to Casemiro. Okay. And if you're Mason, uh, sorry, if you're Declan Rice and you've got a choice of going to Arsenal or United, like. What do you think? Well, you look at it, you look at him when he was a kid where he always wanted to play. Always wanted to play here. It's always been the fair of dreams at Old Trafford. So you'd think it'd be Manchester United. But you know, you might not yeah. want him. He's, he's from you know, he's London boy. Will he want to move from London if he's still to Arsenal? Then he'd have to move. So that's a big thing as well. So but we'll wait and see. Have Arsenal got bigger pockets than Man United? It's all about the player, though. Man United and Arsenal. If it, if it's me, and I'm him, depends what it depends what his mindset. If he's grew up thinking I want to play at, for a certain club, um, or but if if that's not the case, if it's for me, you time for Arsenal. You're from London. Be no brainer. Yeah, Stu says he followed up his other comment and said similar to um, what I said earlier. Was he said last night alone? Nico Fernandez twisted Rice up to inside out. Jovic uh, brushed aside his physical presence for, the, for his first chance, and uh, Bonaventura popped it around him like a pub player. I mean, <laughs> yeah, for me, it'd be Casado. I'd have Casado all day long. Yeah, I mean, Gaz, who's a West Ham fan, has kind of jumped in as well, and he said, "We don't have to sell him. He's the captain. That's why." And I think, yeah, he's English. He's the captain. They don't have to sell him, really. So I suppose that's I've why. Seen I've seen quotes today. I've seen quotes today saying that they agreed 
to let him go. Yeah, but I mean, Tottenham agreed to let Harry Kane go before, didn't they, to Man City? And then oh, but if they, they had a conversation, he went, yeah, true. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't understand why he's missed the West Ham. I love the fans, blah, 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 but I'm going. So you don't love the fans, then you just, yeah. Yeah. So you're playing in Europe, you're winning trophies. What's the problem? Where do you want yeah. to go? What do you make of West Ham's performance? You're not guaranteed to win trophies. You go to Arsenal, they've not won anything. You're not guaranteed to win trophies with Man United. You're only yeah. guaranteed to win trophies if you manage to sit in a minute. Mm. So, so, yeah. It's an interesting one, mate, for sure. What about yeah. um, West Ham's performance yesterday? Even though Billy Bond's name last night, when he did it. He said, uh, uh, yeah, uh, to be up there with Bobby Moore and uh, the other one. The other one? You mean Bobby Bond? You mean Bond? Billy Bond? Billy Bond. Yeah, I can have got it wrong. He's <laughs> just like, come on. But in fairness, you're not like, you're not West Ham, are you? So. <laughs> no, I obviously know I mean. I've just got mixed up. Yeah. I've got a, I went to school with a lad called Barry Bond, believe it or not. So what do we make of West Ham's performance? Listen, I think it was a great achievement to a certain extent. Um, I think it's basically effectively like the, the Cup Winners' Cup in it of old, like that sort of level. Um, I was looking at some of the teams they've played. They haven't played, played the greatest teams in Europe along the way. However, they've got there. And I think Fiorentina, Fiorentina is a good side. They had a lot of good players. And I thought for large parts... West Ham managed them, but I thought Fiorentina... Yeah, they've got good pedigree in the European competitions. Remember United playing in the Champions League all in the 90s. Mm. Gabriel Batistuta, who used to play for yeah. them. So they had a top team back then. But, yes, it's good. The European trophy, man. Them fans won't care. The Champions League, yeah, Conference League. Yeah, they've had a great time, and it's something they'll never, ever forget. So, yeah. Yes. And nice trophy as well. It is nice. Um, it... And the other thing as well is they stuck with David Moyes when they could have sacked him. Well, you look um, at all the teams that stuck with the managers and ones that didn't. The ones that didn't get relegated, the ones that did stay up. Nottingham Forest, uh, Tottenham. I mean, uh, Nottingham Forest, uh, who's what we're talking about there? Managers. Oh, West Ham. No, West Ham. Yeah. And there's another one, Bournemouth. Gary O'Neill has stuck with him. Leeds, they got rid of someone. Southampton, they got rid of someone. And who's the other one that went down? Leicester, they got rid of the So all the ones that got rid of the managers went down. All the ones that didn't and stuck with the managers. All the ones that didn't and bottled it. Players. Well, it's almost like poker, isn't it? In that you've got to like, it's like who can, who can sort of keep that poker face all the way. Um, it's sticking you get it's, it's keeping your nerve. They all think this, you know, you change the manager when it a big turnaround and we'll start winning games. Doesn't always work like that. Doesn't always do when you've got a good manager like Brendan Rodgers, I know some of the fans were but I think if he would have stayed there, he might have kept him up. I think Southampton was always a struggle. Leeds, if they kept Bielsa, would they be here? So, you know, careful what you wish for. Yeah, indeed. indeed. I am. Um, I'm not disappointed at Leeds. Leeds, I don't mind last one. I don't mind Southampton, although it's a trek. But yeah, adios Leeds. Sorry, Leeds fans. Um, so Stu MC says West Ham have splurged English prostitute league money 
Look at the players. Uh, Harler, Skamaka, Anderson, Fornells, Ben Rama, Cornet, Pakate. We're all on huge payments. Um, They have been marked, haven't they? West Ham have been marked as um, potential financial fair play things. So I think that's another reason why Declan Rice is probably going to be sold. Because if they sell him for 100 million, that takes the pressure right off the financial fair play side of things. I don't know, mate. He still ain't worth 100 million to me. But I suppose he's... he's, he's no. Anthony's not worth ninety million. No, of course he's not. But I suppose any player's worth. Sancho's not worth fifteen million at the minute. I tell he's you what, then seventy-five. Imagine you'd have bought him for hundred odd million. They were talking. Wow. Casemiro, to me, is the complete midfielder. Right. He was seventy million, and he is the complete complete midfielder. Won everything in the game. And he was seventy million. So how can you possibly tell me? Declan Rice, what twenty three? Well, so because Declan Rice is younger, he's thirty million. Well, yeah, you get more years, aren't you? You get more out of him, aren't you? Um, yeah. So I mean, look, congratulations to West Ham. I've got a couple of West Ham mates. I'm really happy for them because it's and like you say, it's a night they'll never forget. I do like the bubble song as well. Yeah, I seen you wear. Uh, Post that earlier. It's um, it is what it is, isn't it? Like the Conference League was not like a, a, a tournament filled with European giants, but that's what it is. Is there for the teams outside of this kind of Champions League sides and the European like I say sides? Before, the West Ham fans won't give a monkey's never buzzing and still probably buzzing. So they've seen their their team lift a. Lift a European trophy, which uh, is only Manchester City to go now. That's fifty-one years, I think it is. What a pathetic club! Fifty-one years that European trophy. <laughs> um, I think David Moyes is going to have to get his act together in the league because I do think maybe there was an element of sacrificing their league form for to chase that trophy. I think, but you don't know. I mean, Mourinho did it with the Europa League, didn't he? He's like yeah, kind of yeah. binned it all off and just put it all his hope on that because he saw that. But with the Europa League, his aim for that was to win it and get into the Champions League just, and then binned off the top four. And it worked. Um, Gaz says, uh, we had the best season in London, West Ham. What do you think about that? Well, they won a trophy. So is that a better but, season but, than Arsenal? But Arsenal had the Champions League. So which do you... Will we, basically, we go back to the old... It's always better to win the trophy than come second. They're never going to win it in the Champions League, are they? No. They no, will leave them. In 20 years, Arsenal fans, hey, you're never going to come second. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Oh, yeah. Hey, look at this video here. Look at this here. Come on. There's no comparison. <laughs> Um, anyone who said Arsenal have been an idiot. Yeah, Stu, uh, Stu MC, he's on fire. He's making me chuckle. He said, uh, Declan Rice moved like Casemiro in two years' time last night. He runs like he's towing a caravan. <laughs> Don't think he's a fan. Um, so, um, before we get on... There, socks like tights, just doesn't add in. Yeah, where am Jack Grealish? Oh, come on. Everyone knows that's the way to wear socks. 
So um, before we move on to the Champions League final and having a little deep dive into that and seeing how we think Inter can cause them a few issues, um, I've seen a lot of kind of discussions on podcasts and, and whatnot over this past week or so. And really in recent, like probably like since the Premier League Hall of Fame has started, stuff like that, where, you know, people are picking their all-time Premier League 11s and Hall of Fame. And and, and then there was like um, an all-time Manchester team and stuff like this. Um, so one of the things I've seen, I wanted to give you an example, right? So someone um, on a couple of podcasts I, I sort of saw clips of and, and watched, there was guys on there, fans of all different clubs, um, and they had their all-time Premier League teams included John Terry, uh, Luis Suarez, people like that. Um, but they didn't have your brother in it. He's What's not that? in the Premier League. So, so, so a lot of these people, a lot of, you know, like podcasts and, and, and media and people like that, they're picking their all-time Premier League teams because of the Hall of Fame and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, all-time United sides, whatever it may be. All these different, as the games have kind of been going on at the end of the season. And you've had people putting John Terry in like all-time Premier League teams, Suarez. Um, but then I look at it and like I saw a few all-time United sides and, and like they're leaving out your brother and um, same in the, obviously he's not in the Hall of Fame um, and he's not getting in these all-time Premier League 11s, whereas obviously prior to his recent off like issues away from football, he was being like the first names on the on the sheet because of the amount of, you know, the longevity of his career. The, the, oh, yeah, we've been through this before, haven't we? But, so what, I just wanted to ask you, like who they put in front? Who they put in front of him? Go on, let's let's dissect who they put in front of him. Um, so the one I saw, they had a front three of like Harry Kane, Suarez, and Beckham. I think was the the kind of three, and it was just like I get it. Right, so, so yeah, it would be in front of Harry Kane and David Beckham on both sides. So it's just crap, mate. It's just crap. And I just think it's like hey, a hey, massive Beckham. double standard, isn't it? Because they're excluding him because of like whatever's going on, but then they're also including someone who was like proven to have been racist, and then another one who was like pretty much like everyone kind of was saying he was, but they the Premier League bottled punishing him in John Terry. And it's just like it gets really frustrating because it's one rule for one, one rule for another, and I don't want to go back into the like the, the whole Mason Greenwood thing and stuff like that. But people are kind of like saying, you know, he should never be allowed to play again. Whether you agree or you disagree, I'm not really bothered about that. But like, he hasn't been charged with anything, regardless of what we've all heard and stuff like that. Whereas you had um, Alonso actually killed someone and then returned, played at the top level in the Premier League, in Europe, Barcelona. And I just, it's just this weird thing of like, players' legacies and careers <clears throat> seem to be affected in some cases by things off the field, but not in others. And I don't really understand what the benchmark is in terms of like when uh, when it's for people. I, 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 information from here, Twitter again. 
Well, no, no, it's it, it's like literally one of them was off a like a Sky Sports podcast was where they were picking their all time United side and they left him out. Yeah, these these idiots were like two when Ryan was like ten years in. Gary Neville was picking it. Gary ne- Gary Neville and Mika Richards picked it and they left him out. I, no, they, they didn't. Did they put him in in the end? Because I, I, like I say, I, I, I you need so to watch many. it. If you give this information, you need to watch it properly. With Roy Keane, Mika Richards, and Gary Neville, they put, they put. Uh, oh, not for the Manchester Derby one. Oh, the uh, Manchester City one. I watched. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. This was this was um, like a Premier a, a Premier League all time one. And, I knew they put there. They put Ronaldo, oh, I, didn't they? I, yeah, they think they put Ronaldo. Uh, but they were talking about Beckham, weren't they? Yeah, they. I mean, they in the Manchester when they were talking about Beckham and they were talking about like, and who's who was on the right. I think they they because they kept it's difficult because they kept messing about with the formation, so they changed it halfway through because Mika Richards was moaning, didn't they? And um, they contradict themselves, mate. It's yeah, just so it's just, like, how can you have the best midfield quartet? By far, not. He won't have any arguments about it, but they're not in the, the, his team. Just doesn't make any sense. So, and you're going to argue with that. All right, you could probably argue. We'll take Beckham out and put Ronaldo in. That may be a bit stronger. But you're not going to take our kid out and put Ronaldo on the left. And because I'm not being funny, nothing. But he couldn't lace fucking Arkid's boots back in the day. And so, you know, you got to understand he's playing. David Beckham is a very, very good player, but yeah, no. Like and you're talking like purely Premier League in a lot of these things as well, and like the Premier League Hall of Fame. And I get it, I get the reasons why, but like, but that should like, come into it though, should it? It should be a purely football thing. And like, he did what twenty years, twenty seven years in the Premier League at the highest level, winning trophy after trophy after trophy, individual club, everything. And it's like, yeah, it's just it makes the media look stupid in my opinion, and it makes the, the radio stations and it makes the people who are talking about it stupid because you're leaving out Ryan Giggs of your team, but then you're putting in Luis Suarez or you're putting in X, Y, and Z. And it's like, just do it based purely on football if you're going to do it or don't do it because it just makes you look silly. Um, it just makes a mockery of it, isn't it? Yeah. How can you ask? Let's tune the Hall of Fame. Shit now, the Hall of yeah, Fame. Hall of Fame. Let's go with let's go with Henri, say. Henri. Mm-hmm. Right. When Henri was pl- at 17 years of age, he was playing for Monaco B. Yeah. Ryan was playing first team football for Manchester United. In them days, they weren't playing kids, they were playing against men. Yeah. It was a men's football. So yeah. Let's go with Alan Shearer. What was Alan Shearer doing when he was 17? Uh sat on the bench for Southampton. That's what he was doing. Mm. So and then where did Henri finish? 36 years of age. New York Red Bulls, where still he had five years left and won another two Premier Leagues. In that term, he retired in American football for Manchester United. So it's just no comparison. Just no no comparison. What do you want to do? Do you want to be the best player for like three or four years? Or do you have a consistent career of 23 years winning 13 league titles and not coming out of the top three. Please, come on. Just pathetic. I agree, mate. I agree wholeheartedly. And look, like, I think it's fair to say, like, 
Um, and not, and I, you know, we're talking purely about football, like, and that's what yeah, yeah. things are supposed to be, isn't it? Well, it's, that's the only you can do. But you got to understand, in two thousand nine, he got the public vote. He wasn't the best player, but he got the, the simple vote because his career, blah blah yeah. blah. So you got BBC personality in two thousand nine. Two years later, it's fucking everyone. Oh, he's shit. Everyone hates him. Hey, he's not this. Mm. Perception has changed now. All this stuff as well doesn't help. All oh, right, so he's not this fucking, you know, nice family by the other day. He's a fucking, yeah. People have the the, the opinions about him. I'm, I'm rightly so, but people can make mistakes. But it is what it is. You've put yourself out there for, to be criticised with the shit you've done. So man up and deal with it. But the football side should be questioned. Yeah. In my mind, should be questioned. No. I, I, I completely agree. Um, the last thing I wanted to touch on just before we do this, uh, the Champions League, after the Europa League final, um, Jose Mourinho waited for the referee Anthony Taylor in the car park, first of all, gave him a mouthful of abuse in about three different languages, um, had to be separated by security. And then the following day, when Anthony Taylor, his wife and his daughter yeah, were travelling home in the right. airport, they were surrounded, having chairs thrown at them. Like, first and foremost... I don't think, I don't think what Jose Mourinho did in the car park helped. But you cannot hold him responsible for that, because to me, Anthony Taylor should have and his family should have had a UEFA security team until they got on that plane, at the very least. If and not, like, what was it like? Free coppers there? Yeah. Well, it wasn't even coppers. They were, as far as I am aware, they were airport security, who kind of just jumped in because it was get so hot and it was so hostile mate and i just thought like where uefa should be ashamed of himself and i've got no doubt they'll throw the book at Mourinho. i think he's already got a four game ban and you know they'll blame him but in my opinion uefa had a responsibility to give anthony taylor regardless of whether you think his, his performance was shit or good or whatever they had a responsibility to make sure that him and his family could get through that airport and get home safely. He was out there doing work for them. So it's their responsibility to make sure that he can get home safely. And if he's got his family with him again, I think UEFA have the responsibility to provide him with security and uh, and alike. Um, oh, yeah, it was shocking. Man. Yeah, bad. Shouldn't happen, but there you go. Okay, so uh, on Saturday, Manchester City play Inter Milan in the Champions League final, mate. Um, obviously, Manchester City are going for the the treble. Inter Milan, I think, I believe they're also going for a treble. I'll have to double-check that, though. Uh, not as familiar with the Italian league. No, Napoli won the league. Yeah, of course, Napoli did, yeah. So, Inter Milan... Uh, I thought they won something the other day, but I'll check that out. So, Inter Milan, mate, um, the last time they won, or the, sorry, the last time West Ham won a European trophy, Inter Milan won the European Cup, just for a bit of, you know, a bit of an omen for you. Um, a but I, I do feel like, look, Manchester City, in my opinion, are the best team in Europe, club side, and probably the best club side in the world, I would think. Like, they are exceptional. They've got so much depth. They play incredible football. They destroyed Real Madrid. They comfortably really beat United. Um, 
They comfortably saw off Arsenal's challenge for the league. When it matters, they've got these players who are just special. And in particular, like Gundung, Gundog, I can never say his fucking name. Gundogan. Uh, Gundogan. Go on, son. Is, um, is always, he seems like an end-of-season specialist. Like, when it matters, he steps up. And this season, he has just been absolutely exceptional. Um, but I think people, media, everybody, is kind of writing it off as if this game's won. And I actually think Inter Milan have got a lot more about them than what people are making them out to be. They're making them out to be as if it's just going to be a gimme. Like... In my opinion, Inter Milan are much stronger defensively, for example, than Manchester City. Uh, they have several players who know the league. They've got a phenomenal goalkeeper. Uh, sorry, they know it. They've got a few players who know the Premier League, I meant to say. Um, they've got a centre back duo of Milan Skriniar, uh, who's actually available on free. And I think he should come to some of the big Premier League clubs because he's a player. And Stefan de Vrij, who was one of the most highly rated young defenders in Europe not so long ago. He's a bit older now, but they're two solid, solid centre-backs. Um, they were, obviously, they've won the league last year as well. They've got um, Onana in goal. They've got Matteo Damian, who's having a very, very good season playing mm. on, uh, on the right. They've got Bastioni. Um, and the keeper needs one more clean sheet to match Mendy's record for clean sheets. And I think it was 2020 or 2021, whenever they won the Premier uh, Champions League. I just, uh, you know, they got Mkhitaryan. On his day, Mkhitaryan is a phenomenally creative footballer. It's just sometimes he's he's one of them who kind of dips in and out sometimes, I think. Um, they got DeMarco, phenomenal player. Laturo Martinez. It's like, well, it won't be a pushover, mate. It won't be push a European final. It'd be nervy. So it'd be, it, keep it tight early on. And the longer it goes, the nervy it'll get. So. Who do you favour if it stays level going into the like the last? Are you if City all, all the way through it, mate? The, the, the strength they've got in depth, the way they can change the game by bringing other players on. Grealish isn't doing it. Let's bring Foden on. Silver and doing it. Let's bring Mahrez on. You know, they've got options. Alvarez to put him in the hole. See what you know. Let's go two up. So there's loads of ways you can go about it. So Leslie says he um, he's not a massive Man City fan. Um, if he says even if, if into attack, they have a chance of winning. If they let City play like the fools do in the Premier League, then they'll be chasing goals all over. Um, there is ways to beat City. Like because look, John Stones has been amazingly impressive in his new role which is effectively a midfielder i think he's really shown i think pep has improved him dramatically as a footballer <clears throat> i think the form the way he kind of drops in and out of midfield works for him it gives him an overload in midfield but it also he's quick enough to get back and cover but if you can get someone like Lotoro martinez or demarco or mkhitaryan in and around those gaps and then win the ball back high up the field you will, you're going to automatically outnumber out their defence. Yeah. And with players like those sort of three, like, and Zach, they got Jacko up front as well, who's obviously an ex-City player. Like, if they can win the ball high up the pitch, they've got players who can 
create. Let's make no mistake. But it's that Rodri Stones combination that I feel like is the vital. It's how you shut that down. Because then if you don't shut that down, Gundogan and De Bruyne get the ball up to Grealish and to Haaland. And that's where they just become almost too difficult to deal with. Would you stick someone on Rodri? If you were the opposing manager, would you stick someone on him and just follow him? Teams yeah. used to do that to De Bruyne, didn't they? They used to try and follow him around, but yeah. they've changed their formality. Uh, you, you just get, you know, as soon as he gets anyone that's close to him, you know, and, and maybe do it in twos, or, and I don't know, you, you just have to figure it out. But um, it's a goal. You have to have the right player for it. If you have the right player, then, then yes. But if you haven't, then no. They just weaken you. So they've got, defensively, they've got, looks like they'll probably play Damian, Asubi, Bastoni, uh, Dumfries, Barella. So, yeah, it is difficult to see. Um, okay, so not an easy job to man-mark someone, you know. <clears throat> follow yeah, them man. everywhere. You've got, you've got to be really disciplined. Mm. It's uh, it's an interesting one because I do think it almost is in some ways is worth it, but then in other ways I think Inter Milan have got where they are playing a certain way. They've beaten some top top teams along the way, so maybe they should just play as they play. You know, solid defensively, yeah, very good. Worry about your own game, yeah. Worry about your own game. People do their own jobs. And yeah, be confident. Uh, and not going to go into it thinking I'm gonna, they're going to lose. They're going to go into it thinking they're going to win. But they're going to have a game plan, a certain game plan. Because City are a good side, but you never go into a side that you think you're going to win. I was thinking about this before, thinking, could they ever do that? But I think to myself, I did it at the end of last season. We were going to the uh, uh, last game of the season to, to the top of the league, but they had to win. They had another game and they had to win to win the league. Mm. We just went there to do, do a like, defensive job, but we can know we could nick one with the pace that we've got up front. So, I kind of, you know, you, you just got to set your own game plan. We ended up nil-nil, so we, 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 but we ended up staying solid, not getting beat. But um, it's uh, they'll have their own game plan, and they just got to stick to it. For a full week to prepare, for a couple of weeks to prepare. So they um they i i wonder whether they they have played uh like five at the back at certain points with like demarco as a wing back and i wonder whether they may adapt to that because that just to counter the kind of stones additional body in midfield and stuff but look and you know inzaghi is incredibly experienced he knows what he's doing it's going to be really really interesting game I also got two of the best goalkeepers in Europe playing, by the way, in Edison and and, and Onana. Um, so that's going to be really interesting. Then you've got Haaland up top. And, you know, where United, for instance, are looking for a striker, the names you hear mentioned are Harry Kane, Osherman, Laturo Martinez of Inter, um, that Hoyland. Like, Martinez is no, you know, flashing. Well, there's, a kid from, there's a kid that plays for Atlanta as well. Yeah, scared. that's that Hoyland who looks like oh, yeah. he's United bound. He's a United fan as well, apparently. Um, so they should definitely sign him. By the way, have you seen him? Have you yeah. like seen the size of him? Yeah, he's a big, big Scandinavian boy. 
Mm. But, um, you know, he's young, isn't it? So it's uh, it's going to be different. Look, Latoro Martinez is my one to watch, mate, because he is a big game player who went into Milan and needed him. He turns up and he reminds me a little bit of Luis Suarez in that the energy he, he's just everywhere. And if you can get him in the right positions on the ball, he will score you goals. So it's going to be a very interesting game. Um, also, the other thing is, let's not forget, the Italians know how to win finals. Mm-hmm. And they know they're very clever. Oh, so they know how to defend as well, aren't they? Yeah. They know how to defend. They know how to win finals. They know how to play the A tad arrogant, thinking yeah. of just turning up. You know, sport doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't work like that. So you have to be prepared. I'm sure they will be. But the, the players and the staff, but the fans, a tad arrogant, thinking they're gonna they're gonna treble this, treble this, treble that. You know, when we did it, it was so so difficult, and there's so many times that you just a flip of a coin or a roll of a ball, and it's all over. So, or you know, a, a bad mistime tackle, a red card, uh, anything. You know, mm. it's a game of football. Anything can happen. So. Yeah. I think the media playing just everything goes right and City prepare and play the way that they can. They should win. They should win. Do you think the media can play into it as well? Like because they're a bit like, oh, as you know, City have already done it almost. Yeah, they're selling newspapers. What's what they're doing? It. I'm talking no, about. I'm talking about the fans who I see and speak to. Yeah, not some. Not some hack who doesn't know football if hit him on the head. Yeah, but what I what I mean is when you've got like BT Sport and Sky Sports and all the newspapers effectively making out the city have already done the treble, does that rub off on the players where it's almost psychologically, oh, we just got to turn up? You'd think not. You'd think not because they're professionals, but it's got to seep in there somewhere. You've just got to keep it out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, I am. I got to say, I'm looking forward to the game. Um, I'm excited to see kind of how Inter Milan try to stop that city side. But, you know, Pep, we discussed it before the FA Cup final mid. Pep sometimes, he didn't do it against United. He has got a habit in the big, big games of almost trying to be too clever. Now, does he try and think up like a master plan or do you think he sticks to what has been working in the last... No, he sticks seconds? to what has been going, yeah. And remember, City have never won a Champions League. It's not just the treble. Like they've never won a Champions League. And I said this that's one of you have been show for 51 years. You don't hear that side. 51. 51. And that's playing on Pep's mind. He mentioned it in an interview a few weeks back, like people criticizing him because he spent all this money and he's come over and he's been there for longer than anywhere else, and he hasn't won that European trophy. So it is, you know, it's there. It's, it's like a, it is a, an albatross around his neck and their neck. It's whether they can deal with that pressure to just play their game. And look, I, you expect them to win. Let's be honest, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, what's your prediction for the game, mate? Don't, don't, don't say don't. That's what we do. No, I would love to see Inter Milan because I feel like it's been bordering on disrespectful from BT and some places like that. Um, so I'd like Inter Milan to turn up and kind of make a real game of it. Um, what's your prediction for the score, mate? Wow. 
I don't I really don't know, you know. I really don't know. Because I'm I'm fifty fifty. City should win, but you know, I know this game of football, so mm. Italians you know, England was supposed to win last that in in the in the Euros. England at home playing Italy at Wembley and Italy turned them over. So yeah. it can happen. They know what they're doing, mate. They know yeah. what they're doing. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go with one all, extra time. Man City win two one in extra time. Okay. But as I'm going to go into penalties. I think it might go. I, I do think it goes extra time, possibly penalties, and then it's a free for. Actually, if it goes to penalties, I do think Inter Milan will win. If it goes to penalties. That would be where my money would be on Inter because I think then the pressure will get to the City players more than the Inter players because Inter have got a lot of experience and looking at their team, they've got a couple who've won European trophies as well, like Mkhitaryan and people like that. So, yeah, interesting, mate. Um, if Just to finish the show, mate. Yeah. Manchester United, Manchester United yeah. stale, mate. Another yeah. twist. And the man, the sale of Manchester United. Another twist yesterday is the Qataris put another bid. Yeah. Um, I, see I, don't think these, I don't think these are selling. I don't either. So my my personal opinion is that the Glazers are just not going to sell, and they're probably already in bed with uh, what's this, Sir Jim Ratcliffe, and they're going to kind of just it's going to be Glazers two point That's what I think. He's going to basically invest and. In, kind of keep them going for another couple of years. Um, I do wonder, though, mate, because people forget about the Super League. The Glazers were already talking to Barcelona and all these teams about whoever was involved. I can't remember who else, Liverpool, Arsenal, like all these clubs who wanted the Super League. The Glazers were involved, a big proponent of that behind the scenes, and no one knew about it until it was kind of on us. And I just wonder if the re- reason they're so reluctant is because they've got something on that front cooking in the background. Um, but I just look, it's dragging on. Well, that's and not going to happen. You see that see, see the outpour last time. That Super League is not going to happen. Yeah, I hope not, mate. Um, the Glazers just need they're just dragging it out, mate. It's just boring and um, weird, just, weird, weird characters as well. Weird looking. Just get out. Just go home. Shady characters, mate. Look like, um, look, like, <laughs> look like a weird Amish. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. agree. Just yeah, they just they're just shady characters. And your awesome cat, this off, got rinsed us oh. or Nearly forgot. Lionel Messi's gone to into into Miami after all that fuss that he was going back to Barca. He's gone to into Miami. Um, do you the Barcelona statement about that was? pretty cutting as well he was like well, uh, effectively the president said oh we respect his decision to go and play at a lower level and not have the spotlight and like a bit of a dig so basically Barca are in so much debt they couldn't afford him is what it comes down to I think and he's getting a franchise he's getting paid off Apple, he's getting paid off Adidas yeah. he's getting paid off into, into Miami you think all right yeah, well, put it this way, mate. He had enough money to turn bank, turn down. He's getting enough money in America to turn down one point two billion from Saudi Arabia for the next three years. So 
that tells you exactly how much he's getting paid out in shares. Well, you look at David Beckham. Beckham. David Beckham bought that into Milan for 150. Now it's reported over a billion. Well, yeah, you know, to get a franchise now in uh, in America, I think it's something like 400 million. Whereas when Beckham wrote it into his contract when he went out there, he he was clever and he had it written in as as whatever figure it was. So that even by the time he was well, by the time he came to buy it, that figure hadn't changed, and he had it written into his contract. And I'd imagine Messi's probably got the same thing. He's getting, like I say, share. He's got shares in Apple and Adidas and all the rest of it, minted, mate. But is where it is. I'm. It's going to be weird having European competitions next year with no Ronaldo and no Messi, though. No, yeah. It's like me when they go and see Paddy. <laughs> Loyalty's dead, mate. Loyalty's dead. <laughs> we started on that, we'll end with that. Exactly. Loyalty's dead. Live for the rewards. I remind Sports Social Podcast Network.